Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode is all about wrestling with Marty DeRosa. Marty is a fantastic podcaster and Chicago comic. His podcast is called Wrestling with Depression, and you can see him in Chicago and many other places because he's a very talented man. Marty is one of two friends of mine that is not a relapsed wrestling fan. He's always been a fan since day one of his existence. He's enjoyed the idea of wrestling, and that's pretty odd and awesome. If you are not a fan of wrestling, that's perfectly fine. I think you actually will enjoy this podcast. Without further ado, here is Marty DeRosa and I on wrestling. Can we talk about wrestling now? Absolutely. Okay, so... (laughs) What are um, we waiting for? Well, (laughs) that's what I did not want to talk about on WGN, because I wanted people to listen. And I think it's such a polarizing thing. People don't want to hear about wrestling on WGN? I don't think so. What? I don't think people want to hear about wrestling unless they know they're going to hear about wrestling. Well. I uh, think it's destination listening or viewing or whatever. Maybe. But I also think if certain people uh, like Mike Quackenbush, who, uh, is, who the, is the 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 brain trust behind Chikara, he just did this amazing like thing about the art of wrestling. And it's and you could play that for people. I mean, they could be played on, on, on NPR or anything, and people would go, oh, I get it. I mean, he, it's like his love letter to wrestling. And I think certain people can talk about wrestling to the point where they can get non-wrestling fans to at least go, mm, okay, I'll at least give you that. I am not one of those people. Okay. And I'm learning that. Okay. Because I just got back into it, like I think most people, mm-hmm. after a long time earlier this year. You're a lapsed fan. Definitely a lapsed fan. Yeah. I don't, I don't think I've, I think you, there's two people I know that aren't lapsed fans. It's you and this guy, Marcus, okay. out of DC. What's up, Marcus? That's it. Okay. Those are the only two. Marcus Dowling and you. He was a manager. Um, he had, he did a lot of like indie, obviously indie stuff in like Baltimore. He shaved mini John Cena's head and almost started a race riot, that kind of stuff. Cool. So he gets it. All right. But when you try to explain that to somebody that doesn't get it, they're like, that sounds like the dumbest, stupidest thing ever. Sure. But, sure. and you can't be like, well, it's actually not the dumbest, stupidest thing. It's actually brilliant. And like, it's, to me, wrestling is one of those things where it's like, uh, like an old, like an old, uh, family member, friend of like, I can make fun of that. But you can't make fun of that because <laughs> sure. that's my family. Sure. Well, what initially got you interested in this stuff? I don't know. I remember being really? being a little kid and flipping through the channels. And there weren't that many channels at the time, mm-hmm. Saturday afternoon. And I saw the end of it, and I was like, whoa. And it was Ricky Steamboat was teaming up with Jimmy Snuka, and I was like, whoa. So this is WWF. Yes. Okay. And I was like, whoa, what was that? And as a kid, I just remember being so young. I was like, I'm just going to keep flipping channels till it's on again. You know, and then you start to kind of figure out like when it's on, and then I'm like, okay, so it's on a lot of Saturday mornings, okay, and and then I just remember watching it and just being like, this is the coolest thing. And I remember even like other kids being like, what is this? Like, I don't want to watch this. Like, let's yeah. watch, you know, cartoons or baseball or movies or something. And I'm just like, there was just something about it where I was like, this is so cool, and especially like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, where I was just, as a little kid, I'm like, I like karate movies. This guy's like a real life karate guy. Yeah. And then you start seeing some of the bad guys and everything. And I just like it fascinated me. Okay. But what kept you after that like fascinated? Because like you what you you were so young you didn't know how television schedules were. No, no. So you got in really young. Yeah. And like you had a sibling. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming she did not care. I had an older brother and older sister who cared nothing about wrestling. Okay. So you were just like watching TV alone. Mm-hmm. Did, did they make fun of you for watching? I think I think that was just like he's going through a wrestling phase, you know, and and he'll and like, you know, they would make fun of me a little bit and uh-huh. like, oh, I'm a wrestler, you know, and like, I think they would catch me like wrestling my pillow and my bed and stuff and like make fun of me because they were older. My brother, my brother's nine years older than me. And my sister was seven years older than me. Okay, so I was very much like they were out doing their teenage things, and sure. I was just like in the basement watching wrestling. Sure, and it just consumed me, and it was like. I need wrestling magazines. I need I need wrestling action figures. I have all these GI Joes. Now on, they're just wrestlers. Like they're just wrestlers, and I would have them wrestle like on a phone book that was the ring or something, um, or I had like a Bible that was a, gr- a good ring too because it was white. And I was like, oh cool, this is like the ring. It's white. And I remember uh, just like everything was wrestling. Okay, the, the GI Joes were wrestlers, and then like I just remember getting into like the storytelling of it and like. 
planning out, okay, well, this is, I got to plan this out and everything. And then it just like that, that spoke to me. And then, uh, and then there was, there was all these wrestling magazines. So you'd read all these articles and you'd be reading about guys. Cause all these wrestling magazines were based out of New York. So you're reading about like to fill up a magazine. They're like, well, we also have these, these smaller New York companies. And I'm like, who are these guys? You know, and I thought they were like as big as Hulk Hogan. I'm really? like, who are these guys? And then I'm reading all these wrestling magazines. I'm bringing them to school. I'm like just obsessed with it. And then there was like there was a, a mail-in thing. It was called the Imaginary Wrestling Association, the IWA. And it was like a, a role-playing wrestling game. And you came up with your wrestlers. Do you remember yours? I had Dr. Agony. That was my, my bad guy. Um, and I had... Uh, cause some I remember like cause Shaq was big at the time Shaquille O'Neal yeah and it, so they were like I think they the real they were some sometimes they call him the real deal Shaquille O'Neal yeah yeah so my like my like super babyface guy was the real deal J D O'Neal that's good that was my babyface guy which is perfect because that is something the WWF would have done yeah just change like two letters of course yeah of course and I was okay with stealing nicknames and stuff. <laughs> But but what what got me more fascinated was, and I wasn't any good with it because like my wrestler was Doctor Agony, mm-hmm. and I didn't know. I all the moves were like eye gouge and kick to the you know it's like all they were all numbered, and then you send them in and they have like a generator and they're like these were the best moves of the week at the most points. So my guy was like a brawler and it was all technical wrestling that won. Yeah. So I was like oh, I didn't win anything and it was like a buck a match and I didn't have the money to be spending on that. So but what I loved about it was. Just reading all these, like you would write like your 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 own interviews and stories, and I was like fascinated with that. And then I was just like, well, why spend money on this when I can just do it with my own wrestlers? Sure. So I always like renamed wrestlers and gave them different personas and stuff. And you know, I would grab like a sharpie marker and and put paint on Mister Wonderful, and now he's you know a different wrestler and all this stuff. And it was like I put like um like I would cut up. That was the thing that drove my mom crazy. Like I would cut up stuff, and like I would have like a black T-shirt, and I'm like, "Well, I gotta cut it up to put masks on these two King Kong Bundies and make them like the Masked Machines or something like that, or you know, yeah. the Masked Destroyers." And I just, I just like would create this world, and like it was interesting because I remember one time someone goes, "Were you ever a wrestler? Was there ever a wrestler like that's me?" And I was like, "No, like I had too much respect for it. Like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna." But I think there were certain guys who I just like. They and that was my world. Like I remember in school at lunch, sometimes I would lie and say I had to do homework, so I'd go go to the library. But really, I would just be like, you know, booking out the next, you know, couple pay per views of my wrestling figures. And of it your, became this amazing of your escape. alternate universe wrestling yes. figures. Okay, yes. that's why GI Joe was figures were so good because I could create all new personas. Because it's hard sometimes where you're like, it's Hulk Hogan. I yeah. can't make him anybody else. I yeah. tried, but you can't make him anybody else. You know. Um, but with the G.I. Joe figures, clean slate, everybody's all brand new people, you know, and I would create all these different characters and everything. So when this is way before you had video games and you could like customize characters and create yeah, your own characters, sure. do you still play those video games? I, they've gotten a little past. I've, they've, I've, they've, they've moved past me. Okay. I was just wondering. Okay. It was the last of like the No Mercy games. Okay, so this is like you're. St- I'm. This is like grade school. Mm-hmm. You get to high school. Yeah, you're still watching. You never stopped, and I never stopped with the figures. That was a dirty little secret. Oh no, never stopped. Or with yes. the figures. You still have the figures. Um, I still have. Yeah, I still have some. There it's were- Christmas time. Yeah. Did you get a gift from your roommate, or you gave your? Roommate that was a- no. That was his. That was my roommate's gift from his like family or something. Okay, he got a Stardust action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but uh, like you saw. When when you came in, I get gifts all the time from listeners yes. for my podcast, and it's usually always wrestling figures. You want to open that one? It's like, hey, no? I don't, I don't use this anymore. Let's see what it is. So your yeah, your show is called Wrestling with Depression. It's amazing, and you just got an action figure. We didn't. It was an envelope. Uh, yeah. So somebody sent me an old, uh, an old Shawn Michaels action figure that uh, looks like a demon. Shawn I know Michaels. this is for the Maximum Sweat or something, where there was a thing. I see you didn't put it in there, but you could put water in it in the back of it. Oh my gosh! And then it comes out. He spits at you? No, like he sweats. Ew! Somehow I don't know if it comes from the head or something, but somehow he's supposed to sweat. And how many? This was like an ill-fated. They're all in L.A. All my wrestling figures are still in L.A. Okay. And I sold a lot because I needed money, uh, which is a bummer. Can we talk about how you pay rent, or is that uncomfortable? Yeah, through comedy. Okay, I thought so. Comedy or commercials? Yeah. So you're now. Which means that 
you have mostly a night job, which means you could spend all day watching the network. Yeah, which I do a lot of. I sp- let's see, we'll put one more. I That's, just it, is every day like Christmas for you with this? Yeah, kind of. And it's people pretty like, great. People are like, you give out your address? I'm like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> what are you going to do? You could have a P.O. box. What do you, well, you could. But then you got to go a block away to get something. Yeah. This is exciting. Oh, this is a, that's I bought that. That's a weed grinder. Oh. I, I paid for that myself. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. I was like, ooh, cool. Well, you still have one more package. I have one more package. This is absurd. And sometimes I buy this stuff on eBay. This is an sure, always gift. Sure. What's your most recent eBay purchase for wrestling? Uh, there's Hornswoggle. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, my most recent. So what I like to do, my what I really like to do. Is sometimes I'll I'll like customize these so like I'll take his head and put it on someone else's body or something and I and I'll kind of create like a whole new wrestler. You still do this? Yeah, it's it just makes me feel like at ease. Uh, so it's like a weird meditative practice. Yeah, and then you watch YouTube videos and you learn how to do the right paint jobs and stuff and like yeah, you learn all these different things from the internet of how to do these things. So you've always wanted to alter wrestlers. Did you ever want to work for creative? Yeah, I thought that would have been a cool thing. And I know like people who did it, and then they're just like, I hate wrestling now after it and stuff. But it's like, you know, it's one of those things where obviously I think uh, I think back to like I should have did it like this, and uh-huh. I should have done it like this, and all this stuff. And um, obviously, you know, I should have just like went to Columbia for like writing and stuff like that, and. But you know, I, I it was another going back to that old that old theory of like that's for other people. Those yeah, jobs are for other for people. sure. They're now, not for me. When it when okay, so in high school you're still like booking fictional characters of your own. Yeah, yeah. And you're, I you're watching the pay per views. Like if I bring a girl home, sometimes there'd be like figures out in my basement. I'd be like, what am I? I'd be like, those are my nephews. He was over here earlier, and they'd be like, oh, how cute. And I'd be like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then and then the uh, the 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 my ex girlfriend. Um, and there usually sometimes I'll like be like, this is what I do. Yeah. You know? And then sometimes I don't just for whatever reason. And, uh, and there are times too, where it's just like, you know, I'm just, it's, it's just, it's, there's no time or it's just not a thing I like to do or whatever. But when I was in LA, that was a big part of my day. What? Watching the network? Well, no, that was, uh, wrestling was always on, but, but, uh, you know, like painting, painting figures and stuff or like going online and being like, how do you do that? You know? huge part of my day was spent doing that really and that's where i also kind of like you know like uh devolve into like a kid where it's very childlike and of course therapists will say yeah you're this is your what you did as a kid sure if if things got a little too stressful you would do this so of course you do it as an adult you know so it's like i i get it i understand it there's some arrested development in there some people might say that's why i'm so into wrestling like it's just like a comfort mechanism from when i was a kid and Things but, weren't great. But it's not like it was just from when you were a kid because you never stopped. No. That's what's so odd about it. Right. So, like, in high school, was it the Attitude Era yet or was that college for you? Getting into a college. Okay. Yeah. So, when you're in high school, it's like Bret Hart's run is mm-hmm. what I'm assuming. WrestleMania 13 was in Chicago. Were you that in high school or freshman college? year of college. Okay. So, like, the start of the Attitude Era yeah. is your freshman year of college. So, before yeah. that is the Hart run. Did you have friends that watched it with you in Indiana? You had to be my. You had to watch it if you were my friend. Okay, I got everyone into it. You seem like a popular guy. I did. I mean, I had like my friends. You had a crew. Yeah, I'm assuming like four or five, six guys. Sure, something like that. Sure, sure, sure. So like you were able to talk about. this. I thought we were cooler than we were. Apparently. Of course, everyone. Someone knows. told me we weren't as cool as I thought we were. I'm like, we were, we were cool. Trust me. You don't live there anymore. We bring you're wrestling videos to parties and stuff. And really, like, we wrestled in our backyard. And we'd be like, check this out. So you did wrestle in the backyard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did yeah. you want to be a wrestler? I did. I did. But was it sort of like the other people do that thing? Or yes. Really? Yeah. Do you think that if but then you... also, and, and maybe this was a lot like comedy too, it's like then you see like all, oh, this is like a whole nother, oh, I can't, never mind. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. How so? Just like with, with you know, wrestling and stuff. And I remember to me it's like there's like grown men and stuff. You're just like, ah, this is. Like these are grown men. I'm not that. But big, also too, or like, when these I, are grown men, how did they... I didn't feel like at that time you could, you couldn't even imagine trying to be a pro wrestler. Everyone was so huge. Sure, you yeah, know? that was a lot and, of steroids, and there and... was a lot of that. It's just not for me. It's for other people. Okay, what about being a manager? Um, because you're real. You're a comic. You're good on mic. Thought about it. You could still be a manager. Sure, sure, sure. But I always think like, well, they don't use managers anymore. 
but they do. They have mm-hmm. advocates, and he's like a huge part of. Paul Heyman's just as big as most of the wrestlers, right? But also, he's one of the greatest of all time, and he's well. You can, the, don't you one need to believe people. that if you're going to be a man? I, I can't believe that. Oh, you? Oh, yeah. No. no, I don't believe I'm the greatest or anything like that. No. What about as an announcer? Would you want to be an announcer? Um, I there I was I think that's something I would like to do. Cuz you still that is totally possible sure. for you. Sure. I almost had an audition for not WWE for another company. Yeah. Uh and it just didn't happen. And I was kind of like for a second I was cuz I was in LA yeah. and they're like we're going to fly you to uh Nashville to do an audition uh for it was for TNA. Yeah. Uh and then it just never I never. I was supposed to get a call, and it, no, I just never got the call. Are you afraid that if you actually get that job, or inevitably one of these opportunities come up and you get it, like you'll know too much? Or no, because you're. I like, know. I know. I mean, no, that's not an issue. The okay. issue might be, like, and I thought about this. So one of my favorite things to do is listen to, like wrestling podcasts yes. or wrestling. I subscribe to websites that you need to pay for to hear what these guys think of wrestling. Wade Kellerman and all that stuff. I do Wrestling Observer okay. and Pro Wrestling Insider. Okay, and um, and it would be really weird to have them be like, "Ugh." Then they got this comedy guy on who's terrible, and I was like, "It would, it would kind of." You so know, you're more ruin willing my world. to go on a commercial audition. Yeah, you're more willing to go on stage in front of people that could literally see you. Mm-hmm. Doesn't bother you? No. But what a guy might think. But if Dave Meltzer thinks I'm terrible at wrestling announcing, it would kind of is that your biggest is that in your mind your biggest fear in terms of like art and criticism of what you could possibly do? I don't know. I think. I mean, I think the biggest fear is just everyone being like, "You stink." A chorus of yeah, (laughs) Marty sucks. Uh, You stink. You know, no. Because for me, it's all very validation driven. I love getting validation on twitter people being like oh what a great joke this is the guy to follow if you watch wrestling and it's like yeah um or if i do you know a a a podcast with with somebody and people liked it or whatever yeah that's like like i was just on cabana's podcast art of wrestling and it's it's one of those where you know you do a podcast and you're just like oh i got my podcast but then you do a huge podcast and you get hit up by all these people and you're like Wow. Okay, that's what it's like to be, and it, it felt good. People were like, "Great podcast," and you're like, "Yeah, awesome." <laughs> so you're still getting a lot of validation from others. Sure. Okay. Sure, and it feels great. Um, and then with my podcast, though, with wrestling with depression, it's a little different because I'm getting more like heartfelt emails and people being like, "I thought I was the only person who did that. I appreciate that you do this and stuff like that." Yeah, you're like helping the world. Well, maybe you are. No, a little bit. Your podcast yeah. is very helpful. The art of wrestling is just like total fun divorce, mm-hmm. like behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, but it helps people. Not disagreeing, but Not disagreeing. I think I'm more hands on with helping people. Yes, okay. yes, you are, and and I appreciate that, and I like that, and I I get some of the sweetest emails. And there's some people who we always write back and forth, and they'll kind of give me updates and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I meet them in person now and stuff, and it's it's cool. But you don't have that relationship with wrestling per se that you have with your own show. No, that type that type of connection. No, it's more of a one sided, not dialogue. Right, and and here's what else has helped too from becoming friends with a lot of wrestlers. You actually start to realize, oh, I don't know as much as I thought I knew. Okay, so I'm I'm very comfortable being. Uh, a wrestling fan, okay, who knows a little bit about wrestling, but I'm not under this this illusion that I know. Here's what you do. I mean, I have ideas, and I think sure. like that. But then you you you'll sit in a car and you'll you'll hear these wrestlers talking to each other, and you'll just go, "Oh, dude, I." Uh, I mean, it's like I don't play music, but I'm like I know a little bit about music. But then if you have two musicians who go, "Here's all they did in that song," and you go. Oh, Oh my god, that is all they did in that song. I yeah, mean, I've yeah. watched wrestling with wrestlers and they've just been like, "Ah, look at these two doing that old thing." And you're just like, "Oh. Oh, you know?" And I think part of me is is okay not trying to monetize my my love of wrestling because I'm happy with with it just being something I love. Sure. You know, and it, it I don't want to turn it into something that I'm just like, "Oh, cuz kind of like what well, that is how it is with comedy like Everyone's like, oh, did you watch Sancho's Netflix special? I'm like, no, I don't want to watch comedy. Like, are you serious? You're going to watch that? You know, and I'll, you watch it a little bit and you're like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, you get a little jaded. Sure, sure. No, I understand that completely. Now, the 
Okay, let's go back. Let's let's go with the eras of you watching. Grade school, action figures alone, yes. basement. The high dream. School, the dream. High school, you have your your friends. You're bringing VHS tapes to parties. Freshman year of college, the Attitude Era begins. You're at that WrestleMania. Yeah. Okay. In college, that's when it got really popular, the second wave mm-hmm. of the WWF. Yes. Hulkamania is over. Now it's about The Rock and Stone Cold and Mick Foley. Yeah. Were, did you have a group of friends that watched it in college? Were you like a weirdo or because it was so mainstream for the first time you saw like people in NWO shirts? It was a glorious time to be a wrestling fan. Okay. Um, and this is this is this again goes into the introvert extrovert thing. So when I was in Milwaukee, they had a really great public access channel, and these guys were doing a wrestling show, and I was like, I want to do that wrestling show, and I just emailed the guy, and he's like, Well, uh, I guess you know, like I guess we can have you on, and and uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. And the first show, I was great. I was like talking wrestling and making jokes and stuff. And they're like, Yeah, this is just be on all the time now. So I was on for that for a while. And like I'd be in class, and some guy'd be like, "Hey man, were you on TV talking about wrestling last night?" And I'd be like, "Yeah, I was." And I was like, Ooh, "That felt good. That's awesome, you know." So, uh, and it's still going. The show's still going, and I, it's called the Pro Wrestling Report. It's in Milwaukee. Uh, Damien, Damien Nelson. I haven't been on since then, but I oh, always dude. think about like we got to do. Like I'll see them at like wrestling conventions and stuff. And so I'm they know like, that you're alive. They yeah. know you're doing the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. They obviously probably listen to the art of wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so that's always cool. Um, but but like again, it's that introvert extrovert thing. But no, it was always um, like that was the one thing. So like when I was in Milwaukee, and I was like, I don't want to leave my house. But it was also like, but I got to see this. I remember it was an ECW pay per view. I'm like, I got to see this ECW pay per view, and I have no friends here, and I can't order it. So I got to go to a bar and find. I'm, I'm finding out. Okay, it's at this bar. I went to this bar, and I'm just like, oh, God, this is just torture. But <laughs> then you start – you know, then I started meeting up with some people, and I find out who the wrestling fans are. You know, and, like, one guy was in a class of mine, and he's like, yeah, are you, like, into wrestling or something? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, my roommate is, like, watches some show you're on. And it was that show. Yeah. So then I'm like, cool, tell your roommate. I'll be over to watch the pay-per-view with him next week. You know what I mean? And then, like, that's how we became friends. Wow. And then, but always growing up, it was like you know what this sounds like. What this is like pre-internet. Like, are you, are you that guy might be gay? You think I could, I'm a I'm a gay guy too? Oh oh oh! Am like I gonna get beat up? Like or you wear I... a, a wrestling shirt instead of wear like an earring? Yeah, a certain it's like, like am I gonna get? Is this a safe space for me? Yeah, could have turned into Mark Wahlberg. In, yeah, uh, in Boogie Nights during the eighties. You know, I could have I could have gotten Wahlberg. <laughs> but um, you know, it was always just one of those things of just like. Um, find friends who liked wrestling or make friends into wrestling fans, which I've done a lot. Okay. Now All I- my roommates that have lived with me at least know what's going on or they can be like, I, I know what's going on. And um, total divas is a great way to get females into it. Sure. Um, Cause they watch it. It's on E it's the, it's the, the formula from like the Kardashians. It looks just like the Kardashian. You know what I mean? And it's just like, effortlessly goes into it and they're just watching it and then it starts to uh become like well who's that and what what so what the show's on mondays okay and then it's like you're watching it and then it's like oh it's Bree's husband you know and then it's like i'll sit down and watch it a little bit now you know people from literally all aspects of wrestling at I this do. point you know professional wrestlers you know former professional wrestlers you know people that work on that e-show yes you know tna people wwe people what is the one thing you wish you didn't know when it comes to wrestling? Ah, oh, that Ric Flair is such a piece of garbage. Is he really? Yeah. Whoa, stop, stop, stop. This came <laughs> up. You were kind enough to let me be on your show. Yeah. And number one, thank you for that. And uh, I've never sounded more manic in my life. I know. I know. I saw your tweet. Oh you're like, it was great God. to be on. Sorry, I sounded manic. I think this came up in our show. Having, like, or maybe it was one of mine. Anyways. Ric Flair, I expect him to be an asshole, but and I'm a totally okay with Ric Flair being an asshole because mm, like not an it's not that he's an asshole. Wow, what do you mean? It's that he's is he's not what you see. He doesn't party all the time. He does. That's exactly what I thought. But he also is a sad like I don't want to get into the details. No, of he's his a life, sad. He cries all the. But he's like time. ripped off like my friend's company and he's ripped off Ring of Honor and yeah, he's, I am not surprised at all. <laughs> But it's just Does that that really did shock I you. I guess I guess it's one of those things. 
it, I don't know if it shocks. It shouldn't shock you, but it's just kind of a bummer. Like, he's more like, we were talking about this the other night. He's more like Randy the Ram than most wrestlers. Really? He's Randy the Ram. Not just, Jake the Snake Who Roberts. just dresses up a little, who just dresses up a little better. So not Jake the Snake. Well, Jake, I thought Jake the Snake Jake was like too, but the like, main line from Jake too. But but then like what happens with these guys is just like they're they're just so like you know just kind of like you have an idea of who they are and then and then but I mean I could still watch old Ric Flair stuff and be like God he's so cool. But then it's he's like, got the best he's got the best blade skills of all time. Oh man! But then you watch and then you're just like Ugh. I guess. I mean, the I don't know that, and that's just what thing too. It's that's going to be anything. You're into you're into movies. You're going to find out actor A is a real not disagreeing with you anyway. Dude. But the difference between myself and a lot of friends is like I'll just stop watching. Like like I don't care anymore. There's so much great art. I don't need mm-hmm. to watch this guy or this person. Or yeah, whatever this woman. So for example, I I own no R Kelly things. Okay. I won't put on R Kelly at a party. I okay. own I own no Woody Allen films. I don't see any of his movies. Like I'm pretty consistent with that line. So, like, I can't like The Ultimate Warrior anymore because he was extremely homophobic. Life ain't more, life's more than queer and off. Yeah. Warrior. Ultimate Warrior. And that was my favorite wrestler growing up. Yeah. Right? So, if I'm able to say, like, oh, that guy's a garbage human being, but still find joy around it, I'm okay with it. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, like, what, like okay, find out that Ultimate Warrior is horrible. You know who's not horrible is McFoley. Uh, Mick Foley is the best. Stone Cold beat his wife. I can't like Stone Cold anymore, but I have The Rock. The Rock's great. Mm-hmm. Now, if I find out like The Rock and Mick Foley are horrible people, I'm just going to kill myself because there's nothing yeah. left. I mean, luckily, you know, they're not, hopefully. But no, they're, that's the thing where, I mean, Jesus, in wrestling, there's, I mean, there's been a lot of bad dudes. You know? Sure, but there's been bad dudes. I in- just watched a Chris Benoit match the other day. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, it's as bad as it gets. Could you say, like, well, it was his brain was mush and all sure, this stuff? Sure, sure. But, I mean, you know, and that, that's the thing, too, where it's like, you know, I, I know some comedians who are gigantic pieces of garbage. Yeah, exactly. You know? But people still watch, you know, their shows uh, uh, or their specials. <laughs> You're trying not to name names right now? Nah, I don't, it's not my place to name any names. <laughs> Off mic, I'm please. A, I'm not a social justice warrior, social uh, media yeah. justice warrior, whatever. Speaking of Louis C.K., now you were, <laughs> <laughs> you were in college heyday. Couldn't have been a better time to be a wrestling fan. Here was the best part of it: internet's in its infancy. Um, you have you have WWE, you have WCW, and you have ECW, uh, and then other small companies too. But uh, so Sundays are when pay per views are. So in a in a certain month, if ECW was running a pay per view that month, you would get three weeks in a row of pay per views, and everybody was competing with each other and trying to outdo each other and stealing wrestlers from here and there and it was it was the it was the greatest time to be a wrestling fan now looking back on that period for someone that didn't live through it mm-hmm. and watching it now in order i don't think it's a good era let me finish okay. what happened right before 13 is amazing and what happened right after is amazing as an outsider i'm enjoying the transitional periods mm-hmm. of the wwe slash f more than any other main period because that's when they're trying the most things. Mm-hmm. Um, the attitude era. Yes. You had the three biggest person, two of the three biggest personalities of all time. And one of the most popular men of all time. Mm-hmm. But other than that, hell of a lot of racism, hell of a lot of sexism. Yeah. Hell of a lot of homophobia. Yeah. Right after that, not nearly as much as those three right before, not nearly as much as those three better technical wrestling in on both sides of that. The only exception is the like triple threat ladder match between the Dudleys, the Hardys, and Edge and Christian. Those are the only things that like you can't have in any other period. Yeah, everything else I think is actually better. Mm-hmm. Is that like sacrilege to you? Is that like- no, 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 no? I there you there's you you can't tell me I'm I'm not people can all can always say like this was the heyday of wrestling. This was the heyday of wrestling. You can't. Well, bundle no. it all together. I thought you could. I think the editor you could like quantify it and be like, oh, this sold the most. This had the most impact. This was arguably just commercially the greatest era. It's the era that's still talked about most, right? It's the things people romanticize. It's what they're still trying to relive. But then there's other people who could say, no, 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 it's not all about that. That was all, you know. It was it was too much. Too you know the guys were having to do too much. All those guys are are, are retired now with bad necks because they did that. There's other people who will go, no, 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 no. It's in the it's in the the 80s with flair and steamboat 
you know, who because I had a, I had a buddy. This is my favorite thing when people get into wrestling and they go, "Tell me what I should watch." And one one of my buddies, a uh, comic, he goes, "What should I watch?" And I go, "Watch all the Flair Steamboat matches in order." And I I told them all what they were, and he was like, "Wow, first it was kind of boring, but I really got into it." And it's like, yeah. So there's people who, you know, it, 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 in a lot of ways, it's the difference between a guy sitting on stage with an acoustic guitar, you know, playing a song, and you're like, "That was awesome." Versus like, you know, Woodstock 99, which is, there, you know, like you watch that. And I get that that's people's jam when they watch Attitude Era stuff and Austin's, you know, Kona the, the the ring with the beer truck and or the Zamboni and jumping off. And it's like, that's wild as shit. It's awesome. But I, I guess I'm just kind of like, I don't see it as like eras. Maybe I just see it as all one giant thing. Like it's just this like one giant, you know, like uh, – running show sure sure but i love like one of the things i love doing now is i watch on the network i'll watch um wcw saturday nights from the 80s and it was just a simpler time but at the same time the characters were just like i don't know maybe more believable they looked like tough dads who could beat the shit out of you and then i think there's a time where just like in anything where it's like Hey, we got too far this way. Now we got to go back this way. Okay. And okay. I think, like, obviously the Attitude Era, like you said, racist, sexist, homophobic. You watch every episode of an old Raw you watch, whether it's a sign in the crowd, a gesture a fan is doing, something a wrestler says or does, or the announcers say or do. You're like, oh, God, guys, Jesus. Yeah. You know? It's not that long ago. No. No, it's not. And a lot of people would say, well, they just changed it because they want – Mattel as a sponsor, make toys with Mattel, or they want Coca-Cola or, or, or Ford or Chevy to be a, a sponsor. You know, and they're just like, we can't keep doing that because wrestling's a weird thing where it can get huge ratings, but there's companies who are like, I'm not going to advertise on wrestling. Of course, of course. Then you start getting into the business of it, you know, and then you're just like, I mean, there have been like, you know, TNA had like pretty great ratings for a cable show. Uh, and then the Butter Network was just like, hey, we don't want this on here. Yeah. And it's like, you Destination America, nothing else is on this <laughs> channel. What are you talking about? But that's like, now you know. Okay. When did you realize it was scripted? You know, I was just listening to an inter- a, a, a podcast or a wrestling show or whatever where um, somebody asked the host that or whatever. And, and he was like, I think it's, he, and he said, and I think it was kind of the same for me. He was like, I think it was always t- told to me, like, this is fake. Okay. And it was like, and as a kid, you're just kind of like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But it never was like, wait, what? Cause really? Because to me, early on, it was just like, well, this is cooler than anything real. Like, this is cooler than baseball. Okay. I can't watch baseball for hours on end, and I'm not going to have baseball figures and go to school and just think about baseball. You know what I mean? And I'm sure some people do, but for me, it was just like – yeah, this is fake. And it's like, and like, really? to me, it's like no different than being like, like, you know, the wire's fake. It's like, well, okay, but I still like it. Yeah. You know? And then I just, but I got, I just got caught up in the characters and I, I feel like I've been on the, the right age for all of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like the Hogan rock and wrestling thing. I was a little kid. So yeah, I wanted those big giant LJN figures and I watched the cartoon and I watched, all the shows. And then it was when I was, you know, uh, 19, it was like stone cold was starting to be, Oh hell yeah. And it's like, yeah. Oh yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. You know? And, and it just was, I felt like I've been on the ride the whole time. Okay. And then you go back and watch, uh, the older stuff. And I think I like the older stuff. Cause it reminds me of like being a kid. Yeah. Cause I grew up in, in, in Cherville, which we got all the Chicago channels. So you got world-class, which to me is just like such a fun little. It's almost like, it's almost like a like a little side, uni- like parallel universe to wrestling, where it's like it's in this small building. The crowds are going bananas for these like Von Erichs and Chris Adams and stuff. And every once in a while, you'll see a guy who became somebody big or was on the way down who came. And so there is that like okay, but it is definitely, you know, it's like one of those things of like like. Oh, I'm like I know Batman and Superman, and they're like you've heard of the Watchmen, and you're like what? <laughs> and you're like it's a comic, I guess, but this is a little weirder and grittier yeah, yeah. and stuff. And that you know that, and then um, 
I was into wrestling at that point as a kid and then the toys and everything. And I was like, yes, this is great. And I think another thing I loved about wrestling was uh, as a kid growing up and playing with the toys is like, so you're into G.I. Joe. Uh-huh. And you have to have all the tanks and all the the and the bases and everything, and it just was like this is not going to happen. But then with wrestling, it's like you can give me, you know, twenty GI Joes and a and a, a Bible or encyclopedias to build a ring or something like that. I'm good. I don't need anything else, you know. And I and I just remember like I remember one time I was like staying with my neighbor, and um and I had them all in this like case it, i think it was supposed to be like a game boy case yeah but i just like gutted it out and i always have done that i've always uh uh um uh modified like, modified my stuff you know so i just threw all that out and that was my wrestler case and i remember going over there and just and the the lady i was our neighbor and she was like well it doesn't take much to keep you busy or whatever and i'm like no, i'm good i'm good like i just had wrestling on and i'm this and and i'm just like i'm good like i got everything i need and it's it's you know, and that's maybe that that's the other thing too about wrestling where it's like it's just simple. It's like, you know, these performers in a ring. Sure. And there's other stuff going on. But at the end of the day, it's just these people in a ring. And that's a great way to look at it as like a child. But the older you get, the more you know about it. And right. Your good friends are involved in this and you're involved in this sort of. Yeah. That has to change it. It's no longer just imaginary people. It's actual people risking their life. Right. To and then, do crazy stuff for little or no money. Yeah. Doesn't that change everything, though? Like, once you know the people involved, Mm -hmm. once you hit a certain age, once you see the toll it takes, doesn't that change anything? It does. And then you hear the old guys talking about it and being like, you know, goddamn, these kids are flying off ladders and they're going to kill themselves and stuff. Like, you got a Shawn Michaels action figure today. Shawn Michaels never looked anything like the action figure you got. No. No one did. No No one did. Those are maximum sweat figures. Sure. Come on, let's be honest. Those are maximum sweat figures. But, like, like there's another figure on your windowsill. People mm-hmm. did look like that. People looked slightly overweight and plasticky. Oh, and my like, luchador. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. But in the 90s, in the 80s, mm-hmm. in the aughts, these action figures, no one looks like that. No. We know that the people that do look sort of like that are on a lot of drugs. Right, and that was the thing, too. I remember, I, I don't know if it was Foley's book, but he's like, and that was this was a big thing, too. When a guy would come back from an injury, he had to come back... Oh man, you had to come back looking real strong. You had to come back looking jacked. Like there was time when Edge came back when he speared Eric Bischoff and he was so big and you're just like, "Oh, Edge, what are you doing?" And there have been guys who and like I think it was in Foley's book where he said like if a guy ever comes back and looks too good to be true, it's probably because it is too good to be true. So doesn't that change anything? I guess I feel like they're grown men, they're making their own decisions. Some of them might go, "Look, I'm going to get jacked up i'm gonna get all gassed up on steroids i'm gonna make my money and then i'm gonna get out guys some guys talk about steroids very casually very much like you know like bob holly was on the art of wrestling and he's just like yeah i took steroids because i felt like you had to take steroids you know and yeah. it's just like you know sid taught me how to do it and i did it and that's that, that that's that you know and and i'm sure there's a lot of pressure on guys uh, I know for a fact there's pressure on guys or hints will be made like, you know, if you could just put on 20 pounds of muscle, I'm sure there's so much more we could do with you. And it's like, well, how do you put on 20 pounds of muscle? Well, you do steroids. Yeah. This doesn't bother you. Uh, I just look at it as they're adult men. They're adult. They're men. making their own decisions, they're making their own decisions. And and but also a lot of these guys love what they're doing and you're not going to tell them not to jump off of a ladder or you're not yeah. going to tell them. You know what I mean? It's like there are some guys who are probably like, "Oh God, I got to do this," but there's also other guys who are just like, "You wouldn't have, you couldn't have stopped me from doing that." Okay, so who is your guys growing up, and who are your guys now? Growing up, I loved the bad guys. I love. I always hated Hulk Hogan. I always wanted him to lose. Good, We're but on the same I page. but I also loved. I loved growing up. I loved the NWA better than the WWF. There were guys in the WWF I liked. I liked. Uh, I always liked Savage. And it's cool as a, as a, as an adult looking back and going like oh, I liked I liked some of the good ones. Good, you know I always liked Savage. I always loved the Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation. I always loved Ricky Steamboat in the in the WWF, um, and in WCW or the NWA. It was like the Road Warriors. I was like, come on, the Steiner Brothers, Sting. I liked Luger. That was a you like Sting Beach era Sting. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I liked I liked the crow sting a little bit. Okay, that was kind of cool. Um, the pageantry of all that and stuff, sure. and, and then I liked watching uh, Flair almost get beat. Like it was a different. I didn't like Ric Flair. Yeah, but I liked watching. You liked getting I liked, Ric Flair watching him get beat up for like ten minutes and yeah. then win in the eleventh. And then I'd be like, I used to get so frustrated with it, but then I started liking it, and it was kind of like, how's he going to get out of this? Let's see. But yeah, those. I mean, those were my guys. And then when when it started getting into like the 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 Nitro era, I mean, Malenko, Benoit, Guerrero, all those guys uh, were just like so good, okay, and so awesome. Now, what about the aggression era? Well, uh, Brock Lesnar, watching him get better, it was amazing. A lot of people too, it's, they're just kind of like getting into stuff, and I, I'm always trying to tell them like the what Kurt Angle did in that short amount of time was just like unbelievable unbelievable is he the best heel of all time the best heel of all time yeah. no okay no. who is i think flair okay i think flair is okay um, i'm just wondering because he's got a gold medal yeah he I, says a lot of anti-american stuff to the troops well that's I mean, pretty cool he was he was cool too when he when he first came in that one one of my favorite runs of a guy is kurt angle when he first came in and like really I mean, like, it's so crazy. Like, I, I want to go back and, like, watch his, like, first match with, like, I think it was Sean Stasiak. And it was just like, I don't think this is going to work out. And he, like, got on the microphone. He goes, you don't boo me. Don't boo me. I'm an Olympic gold medalist. Fast forward, like, two months later, he's, like, in the ring with The Rock and Triple H. It's amazing. It's so awesome. And he was so great. And he was funny and all this stuff. And that's, to me, like, when I can see a character, like, when you, when you, when you see somebody really like it's clicking like the new day right now. Yeah. When it's clicking, you're just like, Oh, now it's clicking. Okay. So the new day is the, a perfect example. That's how I'm trying to convince people to watch wrestling. I'm like, They're watch the new start. day. They're a good start. They're not biting. Okay. Okay. So here's my problem. My friend, Stephanie House told me that my problem is I'm explaining all this. Like everyone's a social justice warrior. <laughs> Okay. Like they've gotten so much better about racism. Like they're playing with racial tropes, but they're making it their own. Yeah. And blah blah blah. And like, yes, the divas are called divas, and that sucks. But there are way more women in the company, and they can actually wrestle. Look at how it was ten years ago. Right. But they don't have that context, right? No, because they didn't see how bad it was. Exactly. So what should I be doing to convince someone to watch the network? So these you days? have to watch it with them, maybe. Oh, I so, do, and I so it. It's funny that you mentioned Stephanie because one night I sent her. We were talking. And um, we were talking about, like, what kind of – what should she be watching and stuff. Uh-huh. And I, I basically uh, gave her, like, a uh, a list of what to watch in the order and everything and the matches and everything like that. And it was kind of like the rise of Austin. And it's like, all right, here's what you're going to watch. You're going to watch this, 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 and this. And then she was like, oh, it was great. So – I mean, if if it's if it's you, you got to first you got to kind of find out what they're into. Okay, you know, so if like, so what somebody you're trying to get into it? What are they? What are they, like? What what's the what's what have you tried to show them? What hasn't worked? Uh, things that I've shown people is the pipe bomb. Okay, number one, number okay. two is um, the uh, Dusty Rhodes best promo of all time. Okay, hard times. Yeah, hard times promo. Number three is Mankind Taker Hell in a Cell. Sure, obviously. Sure, that might scare people though. It does. It that, does scare people. That's, uh, that's last I, night. I showed Bailey Sasha Iron Woman match. Sure, and that was like not the worst reaction. I like how you call it Iron Woman. I call it Iron Woman. On breaking ground, they're calling it Iron Woman, but the WWE was just like, "It's an Iron Man match." It says Iron Man on the screen. It's like, guys, <laughs> what do we lose by calling it an Iron Woman match? One of the things I would suggest our show is like Breaking Ground. Okay. Uh, okay. Botchamania. Really? Show them some bloopers first. Okay. Show them some bloopers. Okay. Um, the their documentaries, like like Punk's documentary, is a good okay. one. Um, those are good too. And then and then what you do is you just kind of like like I said, I kind of like find out a wrestler they like, and I'm like, I'm gonna show you some of their best matches, and I'll give you the context going into it or or stuff like that. My favorite guy of all time now is uh, Rowdy. Okay. He's my fave, and I wish he was my fave as a kid. He just yeah. wasn't. I yeah. like the Ultimate Warrior. I didn't have a dad. I'm sorry. You know, you don't get to pick your guys. You don't. Now I try to turn people onto Rowdy, uh-huh. but, like, they don't – I don't know where to start with them. For the older guys, do you have any recommendations to turn people onto Piper? Rowdy, Rowdy, Piper. Besides uh, they live, fi- just showing find, they live. I know. You find the uh, Saturday night's main event 
Okay. Farewell, My Way, Frank Sinatra. Tribute to Rowdy Roddy Piper. Okay, good. Play him that. Uh, play him the Piper documentary. The w- Is that on the network? It's I couldn't on, find oh, it. Oh, it might not be on the network. Okay. But it was on Netflix for forever. But okay, find great. that. You can find it on YouTube. Uh, play that for him. Okay. You know, and then, and like, Piper's the kind of guy who, like, man, a 30 for 30 on him would be awesome. Piper's one of the guys, too, when you find out, like, oh, I was married to the same woman forever. Yep. Uh, his kids love him. Good yep. relationship with him. Yep. Those are the kind of guys, like, I'm attracted to nowadays. Because, like, all of that era is shrouded in sadness. One of the bummers about Piper, and I remember I was very oh, God, excited. Don't. No, no, it's not a bummer. It's not a sad. It was... He had he was gonna have Vince Russo on his podcast, and he was like, "I'm really gonna give it to this guy. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to him, you know." And then he starts interviewing Russo, and then Russo's like, "You know, bro, I got kids. I had to go to WCW to get my money." He's like, "You're a daddy," <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "I'm a daddy too." Yep. And he goes, "Oh, you were just trying to do what's right for your kids. You're yep. a daddy." Ah. Oh. Uh, and he couldn't be mean to him. That's why Piper's because the best. he's a daddy. He's the best. Yeah. Um, his show was amazing. I've mm-hmm. tried to turn people onto like podcasts. It's not working. But you can do. You can show people some of those old Piper's pits. Yeah. Uh, TNT, man. You want to get into some old Piper stuff? Go back to TNT. Those shows. You got to watch TNT. You're I gonna will. love them. Okay. They're bananas. Okay. They're they're Vince McMahon going. I could be Johnny Carson. I could be just as good as Johnny oh, those Carson. Are great. I've seen those. And then, like before they do it, it seems like everybody just did a little bit of cocaine, <laughs> and then they went out there. And and I mean, it's another one of those things too. You have to remember, this is the early '80s. Politically correct shit is out the window, and you're going to be like, "Whoa, this is crazy." Well, it's really hard to defend Piper after the WrestleMania where he was half black. That wasn't racial. That's what he says. <laughs> yep, it had nothing to do with race. Yeah. No, nothing to do I with think race. he's the, like the Mike Tyson of the era, where like he's too honest. He always tells the truth. I do think he's telling the truth. What I love about him was that I never liked Hogan, so Piper seemed to always be able to be like, "I'm just as big as you," and without me, there's no you. Yeah, and and I think he never. Where everyone else, I think, kind of like acquiesced to Hogan was like. Thank God Hogan's is great for us. But I think Piper was always like, nah, man, I'm not bowing down to you. And Piper always, like, with the uh, with WrestleMania three, so they're at the Pontiac Silverdome. There's, you know, quote-unquote 94,000-plus fans. There's more like 80,000 fans. But anyway, um, and what happens is they're, they're, there's such a long runway that they create these little carts yep. that are like a little mini wrestling ring that they get in and they go to the ring. And everybody was supposed to go in that cart except Hulk Hogan. He was supposed to walk to the ring because Vince has always been and still is to this day very big of separating his biggest star from everyone else. His biggest star gets to do all the things that no one else can do. No one else can look in the camera. John Cena can look in the camera. All these different things, right? And and Piper's match was coming up, and it was his big retirement match, and he was going to go conquer Hollywood, you know, or so he thought or whatever. And – uh they're getting ready to you know, bring him out to the ring, and the cart's not working. And they're like, oh, no, what are we going to do? And Roddy Piper just says, fuck it. I'm going to walk to the ring. And I'm sure in the back, Vince and Hogan were like losing their minds, going, what the f- – Hogan was supposed to be the only one. So then when Hogan does walk, you go, yeah, big deal. Piper did too. And there's this like iconic scene of Piper walking down the aisle. And it's like things like that where it's just like where he was so – that's what wrestling needs more more guys like that who are just like and I thought Punk was very much the piper to to Cena's Hogan sure. of just like I'm going to do whatever I want to do and yeah. you know and and the the cool fans are going to go yeah that's <laughs> our guy that's our guy who are your guys right now right now the guys who I like I think New Day's very entertaining um I think before he got hurt Rollins was having some of the best matches um Roderick Strong in Ring of Honor is like just this dude who's a wrestling machine. I watch a lot of New Japan. Um, there's a guy there named Shibata who, if you're trying to get somebody to be like, wrestling's phony as shit, watch a Shibata match and you'll go, here's how you get people in wrestling. It's the same It's the same thing with, with Piper back in the day. It's that idea of having people go, I know it's all fake, but what that guy just did, that was real. That thing with, you know, how he had Luis Rivera on Piper's pit, like, that was real. You know what I mean? And then it's like, you can't tell me that wasn't real. And that's the thing, too. You watch some of these matches from Japan, like with Shibata, and you're just like, oh, boy, this guy is a badass. And you watch it, 
And there's a couple guys like Wrestle Kingdom's coming up in January for New Japan, and that's like their their big pay per view. And and uh, Shibata's wrestling this guy Ishi, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm just like, it's gonna hurt to watch. But these guys, again, no one's putting a gun to their head. No one's going Shibata. You have to sure, do this match, sure. otherwise your family's dead. You know, it's it's and it's that's those are my guys. Nakamura, uh, Nakamura's another guy. Shinsuke Nakamura, that's a guy. If you want to get people into wrestling, you play him a couple of his just intros. He's this Japanese dude who loves Michael Jackson and Freddie Mercury and channels them, and it's amazing. That sounds awesome. Best intro music slash costume whatever right now. Nakamura. Okay. Shinsuke Nakamura. The okay. music, uh, everything about it is perfect. Final question and then a note. Okay. Here's the question. You're a wrestler or a manager. You get to pick. What era are you in? What's your theme music? Are you a healer, a face, or a tweener? I would be... I, I mean, I think that you don't get any cooler uh, being a heel that the fans cheer in ECW back in the day, you know, and, and you just have like, oh, man, I don't even know. Like, I'm trying to think because those guys would use no, you real, like, like real music. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I would I would do like, oh, man, like I'd come out to like, God, some like misfit song or something. Uh, would you be a manager or a wrestler? Oh, I'd be a wrestler. I mean, if what I had my choice. What would your choice. finishing move be? Well, I've always, and it's because I grew up loving like the Road Warriors and Sting and stuff like that. Like, I would pretend in my head, you know, I would be like, I would probably have some face paint on, you know, cool or something cool, black and have like leather jacket and stuff like that. It'd be cool. And just like to me, like, a, you, you can't beat like a, like a pile driver or a power bomb. You just cool. can't beat them. And then finally, I think what the network needs is an introduction to whatever. That could be the entire series. Introdu- like like 101. So like Piper 101. And like here's a 30-minute presentation of how you will love and appreciate Piper or whatever. Yeah. And, an- and another great thing, too, is they-, they did a show called Rivals. And they only did a handful of them. They did Flair and they did Flair and Rhodes. Okay. They did Matt Hardy and Edge, Austin and Vince. I think they did two volumes of that. Of course. Yeah. But I mean like those are those are great too. Okay, I will check those. Because WWE when they put those packages together, they're so good. Their editors there are really top One of notch. my favorite to this day is getting ready for Rock and Stone Rock and Stone Cold when they do Limp Biscuits My Way. You Come on, sucks. man. No, you're right. You're, it's still awesome. We, we just cover that in our podcast. Like, that's the problem with that. Like, the music is so bad, but that package is so good. It's amazing. Yeah. And you can't not kind of be like, well, I guess and my in, way is kind of, I got my toes tapping. And in in real life, is The is the Rock a good guy? <laughs> From so. what you've heard? I think so. Good. I can still have faith in America. I think so. All right, well done. Thank you.